Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Welcome to Fire Side. First off, welcome to Fire Side. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than Firefly. Stay tuned, Mitch's got the grooviest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. Just popping those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my was power, Earth 2 with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comment facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Moshko. Hey, I'm still kicking it. Kicking it. Moshko's kicking it. Are you, though? And. No, no, Huey, don't talk. I didn't introduce you yet. Hold on. Stop. All right. And. Baby Huey. No, no, What's this one's talk now. There we go. I'm so confused. There he is. He's going on, and Moshko's kicking it. And catchphrases galore. Welcome to the Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's where we talk about the news. Comic-related current events. Comic-related current events. Comic-related current events. I'm just trying to trick you at this point. <laughs> you did well, except for Huey. All right. We've got uh, we've got all sorts of things to talk about today. Um, for example, we're probably going to have more than one Flash in the Flash movie. We're going to take a look at Jane Foster as Thor. And we got Guardians of the Galaxy game, which hopefully is yes. better than the, than the Avengers game. The Avengers game is great as long as there's a story. You take the story, <laughs> which is quick, away. That game sucks. But the moment <laughs> there's a story, it's awesome. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. Um, but before we get into that, just like we do with everything, we're going to start with comics. Although uh, there is a lot of news and I want to make sure we get to games. So I'm going to abridge some of this stuff uh, because some of it deserves a, uh, a mighty explanation. And we are just going to breeze through some of this. So for, uh, for anybody who wants more, I would recommend go buy those books. Uh, so right off the bat, the first <laughs> thing we're going to talk about is, uh, is The Dark Hold. And this was actually a book that was announced uh, during the pandemic but kept getting pushed back. But we have a book coming out called The Darkhold Alpha Number One, which is going to be a series of, uh, of one shots with Doctor Doom getting a hold of the Darkhold. And for anybody who's unaware of what the Darkhold is, that was the book that we saw Wanda get in WandaVision. That was the book in the teaser at the end that she was reading. That is the book that gives her a lot of her powers. That is also where, where Cthone, which is one of the Elder Gods, is contained, who's this evil uh, deity. Um, and... Throughout the course of Marvel Comics, he's been using the Darkhold to try and gain a new avatar, which has been, he's tried to, for it to be Wanda, but never really succeeded except for one time during what? Secret Empire, I believe, during when she was in that, the Secret Empire Avengers, she was taken over by Cthone, but that's never like truly happened. So we've never had a real story. So this is looking to be that story of Cthone and going into his realm. So like, for example, we've seen many times the realm of Sidorak, which is where Juggernaut gets his powers and that big red place that he, he provide, uh, pr- uh, presides in and he gives a portion of his powers to Juggernaut and that's why Juggernaut's unstoppable. Cthone is the same thing with Wanda for the most part. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we're actually going to be going into the realm of Cthone, which is a first. Um, and in this these series of one shots, uh, we're going to have the Wasp 
um, Janet Van Dyne, I believe. We're going to have Iron Man. We're going to have Black Bolt. And we're going to have Spider-Man and Blade. And Blade, although I know we've been mocking Blade as like the about to enter the MCU. So they're making him as wildly as important as they can in Marvel Comics. Like with Jason Aaron's, um, uh, what book's that now? Heroes Reborn. Which, or when he was just a part of the Avengers, which didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, this actually does, because the, the Darkhold is where vampires come from. So vampires stem from the Darkhold. So this will be pretty interesting. And what's kind of cool about this is that every character has to read the Darkhold, which drives them mad. So part of this book is going to be seeing all of these vill- these heroes go crazy and trying to enter the world of Cthone. Uh, and that's going to hit stores in September. Obviously, this is paving the way for Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness pretty excited about that i'd love to see where the dark hole takes not only the uh, 616 universe but how it now changes the new uh i guess a soon to be uh movie multiverse uh for for the comics mm-hmm. uh so yeah that's the dark hole yeah. nice Fun. yeah it looks as if it's just a gentle reminder of hey this is going to be really important coming up Mm-hmm. I hope not. I hope I hope this is a this is a game changing book. I don't think it will be because it's it probably is an advertisement like you're saying, Moshko. Mm-hmm. But because it's the first time of truly diving into the the Darkhold to this degree, I hope this is a like I I want Cthone to play a much larger role moving forward with this. I want Cthone to be like Mephisto levels. Like everyone kept saying Mephisto, Mephisto, but no nobody's thinking Cthone. Or if they did, it was because they read it somewhere. Because Cthone doesn't play a role in like any anywhere. Like he doesn't. He he he's not that important in Marvel comics. But he's one of those few characters that goes all the way back to the beginning of Earth. Like he fought Gaia. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like this is a character that that goes back to before the celestial showed up on earth that kind of character Excited. all right all right I, again <laughs> i'm gonna i'll go on a tangent we don't need another one of those Hueys, tell me about what's going on with uh, the illuminati they are returning possibly so who are they uh what is they are the, the illuminati are the big marvel heavy heavy hitters that are basically in the shadows so some of the former members got iron man cap uh, Black Bolt, Professor X. You're really nice by saying Cap. You're really nice. That dude was in the Illuminati for like a day, got his memory wiped and thrown away. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> Beast played a bigger role in the Illuminati than Captain America ever did. <laughs> Beast was one. Namor was one. Um, I say Black Bolt. But uh, anyway, so, uh, in Avengers uh, 21, which is, t- or, I'm sorry, X-Men 21, which is tying into the whole gala event going on. Both Professor X and Magneto approached Namor to join their council uh, on Kokoa, and he declines and says that Kokoa is not worth his attention right now. So, yeah. which I thought was a you know nice way to say f you. Well, to be fair, he's got his own kingdom to look after. True. <laughs> to be fair, like it's not like it's not like he's just you know watching Sunday football. Like he's got he's got stuff to do. Very true. Uh, but the funny part, or the n- interesting part, is after he's done talking to uh, Professor X and uh, Magneto, he walks off to go join another group. And that other group happens to be Iron Man, Black Panther, Cap, Doctor Strange, and Mr. Fantastic. So some of the founding members of the, uh, of the Illuminati. So are they back working in the shadows again? Or because... These guys have not been seen together uh, since uh, the end of Secret or the beginning of Secret Wars before all the convergences you mean, happened. Yeah, 
Hickman, Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers. You're talking about um, that the time that Cap was a part of the yes. Illuminati. Yes. When he tried yeah. to use the Infinity Stones to stop the incursion, which rumor has it, uh, maybe we should save this for, for Friday, but rumor has it that the incursions and secret wars um, might actually be the catalyst of what caused the um, timeline wars from Loki. Interesting. Wow. So there's, I don't, uh, that it seems far fetched, but whoo. If that's the case, and we get Battle World at some point, that'd be nuts. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, uh, did you see at the at the Hellfire Gala that um, that Kevin Feige was there? Yes. That was, yeah, it was again funny. another uh, into, so-called celebrity. Yeah, in he runs book. into Cyclops and goes, "What's your story?" <laughs> nice. Uh, but to tie back into your last story with the uh, Darkhold, uh, you said Black Bolt is involved in that. Okay, well, Black Bolt's mm-hmm. not at the not at the gala right now because Black Bolt has not been seen since uh, Death of the Inhumans, which is what two and a half years ago, uh, something like that. Yeah. So, so for his story, could that be him returning, or is that taking place in the past, or or what? Beats me. I, I mean, it'd be nice to see. Like, okay, this is this is one of those weird times where black bolt's cool but i don't like the inhumans all that much so like it'd be cool to get black bolt back into a serious role but i don't care to bring the inhumans back in any kind of serious way <laughs> true like every all of those inhumans books were like the humans versus x-men was dumb death of the humans was dumb like i'm not, not a fan not I'm a just, fan. Uh, if, oh, this, this is, if this is coming back with the illuminati i'm excited for it because that's always fun watching it, well them. the yes you know why because more than like we're gonna get an illuminati in the mcu more than likely, this is leading towards a MCU-esque Illuminati. Uh, so, yeah. The Illuminati are not usually good. Like, they do the things that... They're not. They're, they no, usually do the things that, like, heroes would normally be considered villains to do. Like, blowing up planets. <laughs> they work in the gray... Dark gray area. <laughs> they do what's best for the world. As long as what as long as what happens to us and we come out on top, that's all that matters to the Illuminati. Which is why they wipe Captain America's mind because he's like, "No, Absolutely. you can't destroy planets." And they go, "Oh, is that the case?" Hey, Doctor Strange, <laughs> <laughs> and then, then they toss out Cap. Um, yep. All right, so okay. let's move on. We're gonna we're gonna fly through a couple of these stories uh, for Ninja Turtles number one seventeen. A little bit of a spoiler alert here. There is a pretty wild story going on with the Ninja Turtles with a character named uh, Lita, who an adult version of her comes back in, uh, comes from the future to tell the turtles that there's this dark future that if they don't do something, they're about to go into. Um, through a series of events, they do pretty well, but a char- two characters that they intru- they reintroduce into this book that I haven't seen in a very long time, which was very exciting, which Toka and Razar from the second Ninja Turtles movie that nice. replaced Bebop and Rocksteady. And at first you were like, no, I like Bebop and Rocksteady. And then you saw Toka and Razar and you were like, okay, I'm cool with them. <laughs> like they, the, if you were going to get the understudies of Bebop and Rocksteady, I was happy to see Toka and Razar. Would you agree? Would we agree that Toka Razor was a good addition to the Ninja Turtles world or no? Babies! They're babies! Yeah. And, and the funny thing is they're still that way. Like, um, I think it's Karai. They see Karai now as their new mother. Um, so they, uh, they cause a helicopter crash and uh, because they're toddlers on a helicopter. And Karai's like, you know, I can't. Um, she, she had a whole other plan on what to do with them. But, the, but Latia was like, well, why don't I just take them to the future? Um, so they get this really cool. What's what? what? 
I was just going to say, so are they on the helicopter or are they? They were on the helicopter and caused it to crash. Is it just them? No, there was a whole bunch of people in the helicopter. Um, That changes things. Point being is they get the ending that you would hope two toddler villains would get. Because they don't know what they're doing. They're just sent and they destroy stuff because they're <laughs> like, it's like having Doomsday and the Hulk trying to play catch in the middle of the city. It just doesn't work. You're gonna, it's going to ruin the city. And that's power, power scaling here is a little ridiculous, but you get my point. Um, so Latia brings them to a future where Splinter's clan and the Foot Clan reunite. There is no such thing as a rivalry between the two. In the book, she talks about how Shredder will eventually be a good guy, so will um, uh, the whole Foot Clan. Essentially, everybody is going to become good guys as long as they do the right thing. So she takes them to the future where they get to see uh, a future Karai who gets they still get to be a part of you know with their mother, quote unquote, uh, as well as get to live in a world where you know they don't have to fight. They're, they're not forced to beat things up. And I like that. I just, I just like, not only do I like them coming back, but I like them getting a, a true honest to God ending. Nice. Somewhere yep. along the line, I fell out of touch with the turtles. So I'm going to have to pass on this one. Well, the turtles, <laughs> the turtles comic um, is very similar to the power Rangers comic where it does a, it does almost a better job than the movies and TV shows do to mm-hmm. be relatable to adults. True. Gotcha. Like the Power Rangers comic, take it or leave it. I mean, I know a lot of people throw it off just because it's a Power Rangers comic, but it's surprisingly great. It is really good. You don't expect <laughs> it to be as good as it is, and it's really good. Um, but anyway, moving on from there, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, let's talk about Amelia Clark's new book. Mm. Let's talk about Image Comics for a quick uh, for a quick second. Let's talk about Mother of Madness or Mom. Turns out Amelia Clark is a big comic book fan, according to her, um, and she has her first book on the way that she's co-writing uh, that comes uh, comes out July twenty first. But it's about a single mother who happens to get superpowers when she's on her period. Wait, 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 wait. What? Just gonna let that just gonna let that sink in for a second. Her menstrual cycle is what dictates her powers. There's not a lot of information on this book, but I know it's gonna be a three issue miniseries. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. It's good. It's gonna be you know, it's gonna be the mother of dragons. I mean, it makes taking sense, on the right? mother of madness uh, who gets period powers. <laughs> I mean, it's, am I wrong by saying they're period powers? Oh, look, no, comics love alliteration. <laughs> um, so, I mean, here, like she, she actually, she's quoted. She says, the reason I wanted to pursue feminist material in this space within a comic, your imagination and creativity have no boundaries whatsoever. In the fantasy fiction that I read as a kid and reread now, anything is possible. What better way to tell stories than in a world where anything is possible and voice opinions uh, in a space that is, in my opinion, friendly uh, and for everyone and accepting of everyone. Space, uh, space, um, that's what my comic, uh, comic books, that's what the comic book space does. It allows people, uh, and I'm talking about myself as a kid, that don't fit in with the right group uh, at the right time, and you don't look or feel the right way, comics are your own private world uh, to unite through otherness. So, okay, I don't, I don't see how that connects, but uh, I'm intrigued to, to find out what an Amelia Clark comic's like. I, I like Amelia Clark quite a bit, so. Sure. I have some no? questions. No, I, I have a lot of questions about this one. I don't know if we have enough time to dive into it. 
Um, but well, when I it comes have, out, we'll we'll have to yeah, we'll have to take a look at this because I it it so it makes a lot of sense from the standpoint of when you have a, a, a superhero going through changes and you know going through puberty and all of a sudden they have powers. This is essentially you know the same thing. Now my question is, does this happen like? You know, once it happens month. once a month. <laughs> once, so it happens. So the powers <laughs> are brought on once a month for you know the our set amount of days, five to seven days, five to seven days, <laughs> and then they go away, and then it's you're living normal, and then it keeps coming back. So, sounds like I it. Get, I guess we'll I guess we'll find out. Moscow. Notice, notice how I the got, three guys are tiptoeing through this conversation. <laughs> so you notice how one of them has kept their mouth shut on this part. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to put a punctuation uh, on it, you know. Period. All right. So, <laughs> Baby Huey, what's going on with Wally West? So, uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, the newest issue of Flash, uh, Flash 771, they're taking a storyline from one of the fan favorite episodes of uh, Justice League Unlimited. Uh, episode of Justice League Unlimited called The Great Brain Robbery is when... Uh, the Flash's mind and Lex Luthor's mind flip-flop. Oh, I love when he takes this hood off and he goes, at least I'll find out who the Flash is. And he, he sees I Wally West. No he goes, idea who this is. <laughs> there, Baby Huey just taking punchlines. There he there goes. Go. Baby, Hue- Baby Huey doing Baby Huey. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's my story, so I'm taking it. All right. Well, wasn't your punchline, but keep going. <laughs> so basically, in this right, right now, Wally West's mind is traveling through the Omniverse. Basically, multiverse, omniverse, whatever we want to call it right now. Well, the omniverse is a very different thing than the multiverse. Are we sure it's the <laughs> omniverse? Because that means his brain could be in Marvel. That means his brain could be in Moshko. Mm. Whoa. Moshko. The omniverse is everything. So if the omniverse is everything, that means that means Wally West could be in the Game of Thrones books right now. Could be in a book that's still being written right now. Well, so in the book, they say omniverse. So... Cool. In, okay. in the story, in the story, they say multiverse. But anyway, so for anybody unaware, I know we have to. You can't just say omniverse. Uh, a multiverse it. is a. a, just expl- a, a it's, it's, a it's a multiverse of multiverses. There, if that makes sense. It's take the multiverse <laughs> and extrapolate that to every universe that's ever to every verse that's ever existed is the omniverse. Yep. Period. <laughs> so, <laughs> period. Period. So. In, in this one, Wally West ends up in the body of uh, the Reverse Flash, but not just any Reverse Flash. Uh, reverse Flash that's in the world of uh, the uh, the Super Friends. So it's just a quirky. I didn't even know Reverse Flash was in Super Friends. He's he's not. So this is a different universe, but the stylized look is uh, very Super Friendy. Um, All right, but but yeah, so they're, they're taking they're. T- uh, Taking a story from that, and the, did you know? Side note: with uh, Great Brain Robbery, the guy who played uh, voice at the Flash in uh, Justice League was Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum played Lex Luthor in Smallville. So when the when the brain swapped, Michael Rosenbaum got to play Lex Luthor in Justice League. All right, interesting. He also has a fantastic uh, podcast, but we won't get into. Yes, that. he does. 
Well, I know I said I, we were going to try and speed through some of this. It doesn't seem like that worked very well. So we're going to fly through some other news pretty quick. So first off, we've got a Harley Quinn new comic tied into the animated series called uh, The Eat, Bang, and Kill Tour, which takes place between season two and season three, I believe, right? Season Or is it season one and season two? I think it's season one and season two. Uh, it's a road trip with her. Yeah, I think it's season one and season two, because season two, she's about to get married to Kite Man. Um Right? Am I reading this right? I believe so, yeah. Anime yeah. series, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat Bank, yeah. Because we're about to get a season three, so this is kind of, you know, advertisement for that. But it is to tie up, or kind of, t- it's to connect the first two seasons better. Um, so, yeah, it's a road trip with Harley and Poison Ivy before they had their, their romp before the kite, the, uh, <laughs> the kite man wedding. So that's cool, um, which ties right into our news with uh, TV here. Moshko, what, what, uh, what, what, what happened? What happened with the cartoon? What, yeah, what I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try to keep this PG-13. Uh, but uh, <laughs> there had to be a scene cut from the new uh, between Batman and Catwoman in upcoming Harley Quinn. So they had to actually censor one of the scenes. It was a, uh, a sex scene, a sex scene of sorts, alliteration, uh, and. You know, a couple a couple quotes that came out of this, and um, again, these are quotes. So it's incredibly gratifying and free to be using characters that are considered villains because you just have to, you have so much leeway, which, you know, makes sense. The, uh, the co-showrunner co-show Justin, Justin Halpern, trying to pronounce some of these names here. And uh, a perfect example of that is in the third season, which is coming up, Harley. Uh, there was a moment where Batman was going down on Catwoman fantastic right oh the amount of jokes <laughs> right so the amount of jokes exactly so you, you know wow they basically said you know on on you know the production side of things you know we, we can't do this you know heroes <laughs> don't do that which is another quote and are you well, batman, batman definitely batman batman had sex with with black canary while like four people burned to death I mean, it's all in the, the, in, the yeah. in the background. <laughs> it's all over the character, and but to you know to keep going on this, the the comeback for that quote was, "Are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers?" Hmm. Which you know that's just funny, and, and how bad that scene could be with what we've seen <laughs> that show already do. <laughs> but this is this is like a big thing with uh, DC. So from a toy standpoint. They're not putting guns in advertising with their their toys that are coming out. They're actually um, refusing to allow them in the packaging for the new stuff. So I'm you know I'm not entirely sure where all that comes from. And AT and T. Yeah, I mean the 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 end quote to it is no. It's that we sell consumers toys for heroes, and it's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. That's true, but at the same time, this is the same company that shaves the face off the Joker. Right. It's just so we could prove a point. It also depends on what toy you're selling. Yeah, but no, I think this. I think this ties into the Arrowverse. Remember, the Arrowverse wasn't allowed to use certain characters mm-hmm. because of they how they're going to be portrayed in the movie. I just think that Warner Brothers and AT and T and DC fight for control of DC characters. Yeah, I think. I think it's probably Jim Lee's. Like, ah, whatever, go ahead. And then, well, probably not Jim Lee, but somebody who's making those decisions is probably like, go ahead. And then all of a sudden, they get an email from AT and T, like, don't you dare. You're like, well, I guess we can't. As uh, as John Oliver, uh, John Oliver would say, "Business Daddy said no." 
Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, moving on to Scar, uh, Stargirl dropped a trailer two uh, for, excuse me, first trailer for season two. Uh, and it looks good. I mean, it looks as good as the first season did. I still didn't finish the first season. It you has need nothing to finish that. To, I know. And it doesn't say, I'm not talking about the, the quality of the show because it's actually very, very good. Very similar to Superman and Lois. Loved everything I've seen, but I'm still so far behind on that show. Um, both great. I just, I don't know. I'm not too, I'm not too stoked to go pick that one back up, but we do get to see the daughter of Green Lantern, which would be Alan Scott Green Lantern, the, the one who was given his powers by the, the green flame. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I'm into it. I don't, I don't, I have not much to say about that. I think with the Green Lantern show and a Green Lantern movie in the works and the rumor of John Diggle getting the ring at some point for Superman and Lois as Jon Stewart. I, I I think we're going to get a lot of Green Lantern moving forward, and I couldn't be happier. I can't wait. Uh, all right. What if we got, a, we got a little teaser on what if, which we already kind of saw, but Moshko, tell me again. Yeah, so over the weekend, there was a uh, uh, Victoria Alonzo of uh, Executive Vice President of Production. Sorry. Completely lost my track of train of thought there with uh, Marvel Studios. So my track of thought. So there was a women in animations uh, panel uh, this weekend, and basically she, uh, you know, talked a lot about you know the business things like that. But they also showed, and not, that's not to say it wasn't important what she was saying. I just want to get to the meat of the story. Um, the clip showed off uh, Peggy Carter, her transformation into the uh, super soldier Captain Britain, which. I imagine this is going to be one of the main episodes uh, in the up- upcoming What If It's, uh, it's the first episode. It's the first it's episode. A, yeah. Fantastic. So but it's, it's not Captain Britain. It is. Yeah. But Super it's not like Captain Britain. Captain Britain that we know. No. Not like the Captain Britain and multiversal core Captain Britain. Well, I'm guessing it's Jim What Jasters. If Peggy Carter was Super Soldier Captain Britain. But she's just like, but well, I mean, I don't know why I'm asking you both. Like you've seen the episode to know, uh, but <laughs> it's not like Peggy Carter's going to go tackle the multiverse in the the in the in the the core of Captain Britain's, <laughs> right? Like this is a, this is Captain America as Peggy Carter, not Captain Britain, because Captain Britain is a completely different character that is a multiversal. It's this universe. It's this universe's Captain Britain. Because I didn't know that they, well, yeah, but Captain Britain gets brought into, so does that mean this Peggy Carter gets as part of the Captain Britain Corps eventually? Dude, like, the, I'm sorry, that just, that, Pause. If, if, if you're a Captain Britain, not many people are Captain Britain it's fans. It's just a name. <laughs> you're diving way too you far into You can't just this. say just a name. It is. This is, the, this, this is the information we were provided by well, our uh, news source. You here. can't call her Captain America. No, but she could come up with with a better name than, than just taking Captain Britain's. Hey, well, apparently she's going to be carrying her uh, Union Jack. Couldn't she be the English shield. Avenger? Hey, man. No? <laughs> I just tell you the news, man. <laughs> I don't say check. Come on. <laughs> All right, let's move Marvel. into movie news. Oh, I, I'm, I guess we'll get our answers when What If comes out. It's just how cool would it be if she gets pulled into the Captain Britain Corps? <laughs> that's how that's how it ends. She becomes a multiversal uh, character at the end of When's this. That in, well, there uh, is a August rumor that that drops. I think so, but yeah, there is a rumor that there's going. You watch who's putting his team together for the, in the multiverse. Right, that, that, oh, the art, how interesting. The, the art, the artwork we talked about. Remember, it had all oh, the yeah, different. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's right. 
So she could be part that's of right. a universal type thing. How crazy. How crazy if this connects. Like That's how we get Captain Britain in a book, <laughs> in a movie, is because of this. It's Peggy Carter. Uh, okay. Um, moving into movie news, Moshko, talk about Toxic Avenger. Yeah, run through this. I didn't even know this was happening, so there's going to be a reboot. Completely missed it. Um, from what I'm being told, Peter Dinklage is actually going to be the uh, main hero in this, which... It's awesome. They don't necessarily say he'll be uh, Toxy, right? I didn't see that anywhere, but I, you know, whatever. The sto- the point of this story, though, is Kevin Bacon is now, um, he's going to be the main villain. He could be CGI, like have him dripping uh, and stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, instead he could of be prosthetics. Hmm. I'm not sure. It would uh, be awesome. Be it would be amazing if it was just straight up Peter Dinklage is <laughs> the Tox Avenger. Would be yeah, incredible. Yeah. What'll be that would be. What'll be neat to see is how they pull this off because they're such a cult following of this character. I love I love that movie. So yeah, this I used to mix off. up him and Swamp Thing all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I would I I don't know why those I just every time I saw the Toxic Avenger and someone brought up Swamp Thing, I was always like, yeah, the dude with the mop, right? <laughs> <laughs> Swamp no, Thing with the mop, definitely not Swamp Thing. That could be like a what if uh, mashup <laughs> kind of thing. That'd be interesting. <laughs> and the Man Thing shows up for for marvel uh, all right geez. you know could could be in the mcu like everything else and you know Ooh. how tyrese is saying that morbius <laughs> is now in the mcu uh so i see you like i that? see what you did there moshko yeah, that was a hell of a segue every once that in was while, a paul blart segue right there that's every, what that was <laughs> every blart once in a while segue. it happens uh so uh you know uh, <laughs> fast and furious roman pierce as i like to call him uh just you know sat down had an interview recently and was asked, you know, is Morbius, not Mobius, because we kept saying Morbius last week for Mobius. Get those <laughs> names straight. Um, yes. Basically, if Morbius is part of the MCU, and he flat out said yes. Now, if you know who Tyrese Gibson is and, and know about how he responds to the media and how he talks, sometimes he lets stuff out that's completely wrong. But it, also with Morbius, it does say in association with Marvel. Um, so that is pretty typical of a distinction um, as a you know part of Marvel Studios. So the way the way all things are this, now, all this means is Sony execs are lying, saying that they're not connected because all the actors are saying they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of them. Everybody all wants the it to be because then it prolongs their career as that mm-hmm. character potentially. I just think what's happening is that Mar once once it finally happens and they create a multiverse. Right. Once the end of Loki or Spider-Man comes out, then all of a sudden everything will be a part of the MCU in some which way. Because it won't even really be the MCU like they're connected to the MCU. It won't even be that. It'll just be the Marvel, the Marvel movie multiverse. Mm. We'll see. You know what I mean? Like it won't. I didn't even know he was in the movie. I missed like the trailer. The rumor rumor is, is he's going to be one of the Sinister Six that uh, Morbius will be part of the Sinister Six for the new Spider-Man movie. He probably will. So that's how he would then tie in. Tyrese, I had no idea he was, he was in it, even though he's actually shown in the initial trailer as uh, Simon Stroud. So who's an FBI agent Um, typically. All right. So some quick bits. 
Uh, first off, Jane Foster, Thor. Uh, we got a t-shirt that showed us our first Thor Love and Thunder with uh, Valkyrie and Thor. And then right on the side there, we got our first glimpse of Natalie Portman looking all Jane Foster Thor-like, who looks exactly what Natalie Portman would look like wearing a Jane Foster costume. <laughs> like, it's spot on. It's spot on. Like, you can't even really have a full conversation. Like, go go Google Jane Foster Thor and go, all right, it, she'll have brown hair. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah, it. pretty they much. Look, from what we've seen, they look identical. Uh, and then some other cool bits of news. Uh, the Flash uh, is... We we hit this once before, but it's resurfaced that Grant Gustin might show up in the Flash movie. Baby Huey's dashing my hopes over here, saying that it's just going to be the scene that uh, pulled from the Arrowverse during the last crossover for Crisis on Infinite Earths, where the two of them met, and that's how he got his name, The Flash, was because Grant Gustin... Uh, I hope there's more to it than that. I really want Grant to be a part of like the final battle. Like if we've got, uh, if we've got two Batman, maybe, maybe, maybe three, maybe three Batman, <laughs> but at least two Batman, uh, and two flashes would be amazing. Yeah. It would be incredible would be. if Grant shows up for the final fight in that movie. Um, but with that being said, we have to talk about, especially since Mauer's not here, cause he would probably mute all of our mics. Uh, let's get into some video game news. It's game time. Yeah, with it uh, was it E3. E3 is where this was yes, announced. E3, right? Yeah, it was over E3, three. E3 is going on. As you can tell, we're not big gamers here, but whew, when I got that uh, the notification from Facebook that a new Guardians of the Galaxy uh, game was announced and watched the live feed, I went, "What the hell?" And I tapped on it. And I watched it, and wow, uh, it's very Square Enix. It's it, it, it looks very much like the new Avengers game, or it looks very much like uh, a Final which, Fantasy game. Has that which same kind of. Me. Mm-hmm. Why? Because eventually, like you said, the Avengers game's great until there's no story. But here's the difference: this game dr- is driven solely by the story. So in this game, you play Star Lord, and the uh, ad and the gameplay footage is both, or the trailer, excuse me, are both in the show post. So find the show post, welcomefireside.com. You can go ahead and watch them. I mean, obviously, you can find them on YouTube. But if you want an easy place to find them, go to the show post. Uh, so. The, what they said is that you're playing as Star-Lord, um, but you do have to corral the other Guardians. So, for example, you're going to have fights and arguments with Rocket and Drax and Gamora, and depending on how you decide to deal with it, being the leader of the Guardians will have ramifications throughout the entire story. So if you decide to bag Groot all the time, you might find out that Rocket's upset, right? And that might change the way that the story goes or what missions you can do because Rocket doesn't trust you as much. Um, so there's ramifications okay. based on the decisions that you make. So this game is entirely story driven, which I love because the Avengers game story is great. I will play that nonstop. The moment the story stops and it just becomes a repetitive mess. I don't, I don't, I don't like the game, but if this is true and it, it looks like the guardians of the galaxy on steroids, it, uh, it's got this eighties future vibe. So it's got that same eighties, um, aesthetic that we're used to since James Gunn. Mm-hmm. But it just cranks that up with this futuristic vibe to it, so much so that it almost ruins some characters. Like the way Drax looks is dumb. Like I, <laughs> I, I want to like him, but I don't. Like all, all of the 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 markings on his body are like cut off semicircles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of so he just looks really weird. Um, and then. Yeah, you know what it looks like? It looks like looks like an 80 movie fever dream. That's what it looks like. 
Yeah, that's. In, I saw some gameplay and some of the cutscenes. I mean, it looks the cutscenes look great. Um, you know, the the gameplay they showed gameplay, but it wasn't really. It was just them running, or you know, throughout the planet. Uh, there, they showed some fights, but mm-hmm. to be, here's here's to be honest. If I said you can play as any character from Guardians of the Galaxy, whose first choice is going to be Star Lord? Yeah, I mean, I when when is it exactly coming out? I think I I saw oh, okay October twenty sixth on you know pretty much all platforms. So it's it's not even really in conjunction with you know the movie because that's you know hasn't even started production yet. So it's a weird well, this a is, weird release time. This is a part of well, I, I have a feeling that that COVID probably played a big role in that. Um, yeah, I mean, we have Comic Cons in November now, <laughs> so I mean, this is we we are not in normal times. <laughs> Fireside uh, coming to a city near you. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> um, I believe that text messages were sent the moment I saw that certain availabilities showed up <laughs> for Comic Cons. I don't know. Hopefully we can make some of those work because that's exciting. But uh, going back into this game, we know that they've got a multi-year deal with Square Enix. Like Marvel's putting all of their their you know eggs into one game developer's basket with Square Enix. Um, although still rumor that NetherRealm Studios is working on a fighting game um, a la uh, uh, Injustice, which would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so that's on its way. The other thing that we have to talk about is speaking of the Avengers game is that Wakanda, uh, f- the Wakanda, the battle for Wakanda. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, we got our first footage of that. Like we knew that was coming, but we haven't really seen anything to what it would look like, what his costume would look like, the vibe, the story. It feels very much like the Avengers aesthetic met the Black Panther movie. So it That's has that same Avengers game aesthetic, but it feels very much like what the movie felt like. Sound design, the whole nine yards. Except for when Ulysses Claw is gigantic at the end, and then there's Little Black Panther there to fight him. Watch the trailer if you're not sure what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, but all of a sudden Ulysses Claw looks like he's gigantic, which is you know the dude with the psionic arm. Right. Or sonic arm, not psionic. Is it psionic? Son- no, it's sonic. 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 Bionic um, psionic. Uh, anyways, so that, that'll be the name of the show. Psionic, Sonic, Psionic, period. Mm. Um, don't look for mm. that. It'll, it'll be named something else. Don't worry. Um, anyway, it, I, I, it'll be the first time I pick that game back up. It's free. Um, because you know, the backlash to how bad that game was when it first came out, they announced that all of the tie in titles coming out are all going to be free. So it's a free download, but it's available. I will play it. I'll probably be done at 45 minutes and then I won't pick that game back up until the next DLC comes out. Same with, uh, Hawkeye did the Hawkeye one and haven't put it down. Both Hawkeye expansions were incredible, but the moment I beat Hawkeye two, that was it. I'm done. And I, everyone's like, I can't, they got the, well, people were freaking out because they made the MCU versions, like they were paywall. I don't care because your game sucks. <laughs> like I'm not paying for the character's look if I don't want to play the game in the first place. So fix the yeah. game. Don't just, don't just bandaid it with DLC stories that last 30 minutes. Fix the game. Make, make me want to keep playing it. It's the same, it's the same problem with fighters. It's the video game industry in general. This is a whole tangent that I don't think we have time to go on, but Wrong in show. general, <laughs> in general, video games rely too heavy on DLC and they do not give you your money's worth right up front. Nope. You're absolutely right. That's why I probably I haven't played I any. Save that. 
for a very long uh, time. Okay. We're, we definitely don't have time for this, but I'll say it real quick. I've just picked up, I don't know, I'm way late. I just play, uh, finished The Last of Us is a piece of art. You're about, what, eight years late? <laughs> Dude. Well, I don't play video games. And it was on, I bought it a long time ago and I never actually played it because I was convinced that uh, everyone convinced me that you'll love the story. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, I have never, I haven't felt like that playing a video game since like the first Kingdom Hearts. Like wow. it, it, it grabbed me in a way that video games don't normally. Like I, I was invested. I bought this. I'm playing the second one now. It's just as good. Beautiful games. All right, I'm it. That's it. I'm All done. right, hey, Menti, On that note, do that thing. <laughs> You can find the show at Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside, a social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. We appreciate all the support. Like, comment, rate, subscribe. It all goes a long way. Uh, and we, we appreciate you. Period. Hmm. <laughs> Once again, I'm Menti. I'm Moshko. Period. I'm Huey. There it is. There it is. And now the show's over. 